as vile and colorful as any yet to grace a page, populate each and every tale, each one more evil and harder to beat than the rest. What Barry does in this series of stories is truly set the tone for the Sovereign City Project. Quoted often already as saying this character is sort of his homage to the Avenger, Barry goes beyond that, I believe. These seven stories, including one that guest stars Barry's Peregrine, are more than simple tales of daring-do, dying devils, and distressed dames, although they are definitely all that in spades. The Adventures of Lazarus Gray is a study in evolution of both character and concept. Barry very carefully lays out a blueprint for Gray and those around him, and then, just as judiciously, adds what is necessary to build on it a bit at a time. The people you meet in the first story are changed and different by the time you finish the last page. They grow, they mature, they succeed, and they fail. And Sovereign City, again a character all its own, goes through exactly the same pains and processes. Characterization, evolution, true city and world-building. And all the creatures, mad scientists, gun-toting thugs, mystical malevolence, and witty banter that anybody could handle. It's all here, providing Sovereign City with just the right building blocks for it to grow even farther. Thanks, Barry. Really, really cool stuff. Tommy Hancock, September 17, 2011 The Girl with the Phantom Eyes, an adventure starring Lazarus Gray, written by Barry Reese. Chapter 1. Man on the Beach Sovereign City, Summer, 1933 Lightning tore across the sky, briefly illuminating the gloomy scene below. Sovereign City Harbor was home to more derelict vessels than an average man could count, and a pitiful stretch of shoreline did little to improve the look of the place. It was covered with washed-up debris, the dried bones of fish, and several dozen broken bottles. A well-built man lay face down on the shore, his face turned to the side. A long streak of blood ran from his temple down his cheek, and his eyes twitched continuously beneath their lids. He wore black trousers, a ripped white shirt, and black loafers. His hair was more gray than brown, making him look older than he was, though a close examination of his features revealed that he was in his late twenties. Again, lightning brightened the beach, and a loud crash of thunder seemed to permeate the haze surrounding the man's brain. His eyes opened, and he slowly pushed himself to his knees, looking slowly around himself. His breathing was measured and regular, though his jaw was clenched as if he felt some inner pain. With a grunt he rose to his feet and staggered toward the city, one hand pressed tightly against his side. At least one rib, possibly two, had been broken, though he couldn't remember how it had happened. In fact, he couldn't remember anything at all. He didn't know his own name or how he came to be here. He cast one quick glance back at the choppy waters, but saw no nearby boats or ships from which he could have come. The vessels moored in the harbor were surely too far away, he mused. Another rumble of thunder seemed to rock the ground upon which he walked. He momentarily lost his footing and slipped back to the moist earth. His fingers closed tightly around something as he sought to catch himself, something cold and metallic, buried in the dirt. He brought it close to his face, peering through the darkness at it. A rain began to fall then, large drops that cooled his burning flesh. He was holding a small medallion. A notch on the top indicated that it normally had a cord of some kind that ran through it, 
allowing its owner to wear it. It depicted a nude human man with an erect penis, bearing a sword in his right hand. His head was that of a roaring lion. On the back of the medallion were two words, a name that had been scratched into the surface with some sharp object. Lazarus Gray. You okay, pal? A policeman was approaching, pointing a flashlight directly at him. I think so, he answered hoarsely. Looks like you took a spill. I hid my head while swimming to shore. He wasn't sure why he was lying, why he wasn't telling the policeman that he didn't know who he was or how he'd gotten there, but the lies came easily enough. The policeman stopped a few feet away from him, trailing the flashlight up and down the man's body. I don't think so, pal. What makes you say that? Your clothes ain't wet. He looked down, cursing himself for not having noticed something so obvious. He slipped the medallion into his pocket and forced a smile. Would you believe I've been on the beach long enough?